0: Everybody, this is the U.S. Grace Force Podcast. I'm Doug Barry, along with my very good friend and exceptionally talented priest, Father Richard Heilman. And we have with us Patrick Coffin for a follow-up special episode of the Grace Force due to Patrick's tremendous event that almost happened just last weekend. But before we get into that, Father, let's begin with the prayer, and I turn it to you.
1: Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Amen. Amen. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle, be our defense against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray, and do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Hosts, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, Amen. the Holy Spirit. Amen.
0: Thank you, Father. Appreciate that. All right, and everybody, before we get started, here with our great guest, Patrick Coffin. We want to thank everybody out there who supports the U.S. Grace Force podcast. We can't thank you enough. Your prayers, your support, your comments, your encouragement is amazing. In fact, last weekend, Father Hyland and I were together at a Marian conference in St. Louis, Missouri, the 22nd annual Marian conference. We both got to speak there, met amazing people who came up and told us how much they appreciate and support this podcast. That's that's humbling to us and that really, really does a lot to keep us going. Also wanna thank everybody out there who supports us through the Patreon program. If you're interested in helping us with that, you can click the link in the description below. We ask you to pray about it and going out there, take a look at it, consider it. Again, we thank you tremendously for that. Don't forget to check out the US Grace Force official gear page. Get yourself a great t-shirt, sweatshirt, hoodie, whatever. There's so many great things out there. The dogma lives loudly within me. I kneel for God alone or one of my favorites, do you got gracie gracie the mascot of the u.s grace force with that though we have a great guest here tonight patrick you have been through all kinds of uh trial and turmoil lately and i know you relish these types of moments i've known you for years you get a kick out of this kind of stuff but it, what what you've been through has really really opened up i think the eyes of a lot of people you Did something last fall, you are now trying something this spring, and boom, you got hammered by the so-called diabolical cabal out there of cancel culture. Could you kind of give us a rundown of what you've done over the last several months, where it came to, and what we're going through right now?
2: Sure. Can I be Doug, any more vague yeah. than that? <laughs> okay, very good. Well, I got, I got a nice uh, wide batting range here. You do. Uh, yeah, thank Bring you. Away. I, yeah. I didn't expect to be back here talking about cancel culture again yeah. uh, so two, soon what, after. Two weeks ago right. or so. Yeah, Something no. like that. Uh, the context here is our fall Truth Over Fear Summit, which had over 7,000 people sign up, even though we only had 20 days to, to promote the dot-com, restoretheculture.com, by the way. And we knew we'd hit a nerve. We, we gathered uh, uh, 24 or so country, uh, speakers from multiple countries talking about the mask thing, the, 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 uh, the enforced six foot distances, the fact that doctors were be- behaving like politicians and politicians were behaving like doctors, the weaponization of so-called science, you know, capital S, Science Incorporated, mm-hmm. and just the deception on this massive scale. And we hired a company called Kartra, wanna make them famous, K-A-R-T-R-A. They were our hosting uh, company and they they were fine. Nothing happened. So we held a much bigger one. It was supposed to happen last week, April 30th, May 1st, May 2nd. We had to add a day because the interest was so great because of our speakers and because the topic it was really heating up in the culture. So it's called Truth Over Fear, uh, COVID-19 and the Great Reset. We got uh, Bobby Kennedy Jr., the nephew of... President John F. Kennedy uh, to talk about the corruption involved in clinical trials in, in, in the big pharma sphere, which is his sweet spot as an attorney and, and activist. Archbishop Carlo Maria Vigano is our uh, keynote speaker. He gave an audio presentation, really giving a prophetic message of the deep, ch- the deep state and the deep church and how these, these two cabals are united at the hip. Uh, the people that, that want to bring down the U.S. government and the people who want to elevate all the error, all the heresy, all the confusion in the Catholic Church. It's a very similar dynamic. And uh, Archbishop Vigano, of course, the former papal nuncio to the United States, under St. John Paul II and Pope Benedict, uh, shows you that this is something that transcends the old model of liberal, conservative, Democrat, Republican. This is now binary. This is now good versus evil. We had Cori. Who is a she's has a, a organization called Democrats Against UN Agenda 21. We have uh, Bishop Athanasius Schneider, uh, the conscience of psychiatry, Dr. Peter Bregan. Uh, I mean, if you look at the list, there's 40 top-notch speakers, all board-certified MDs or practicing attorneys. Or in the case of our final speaker, I want to give a special shout out to Vera Shirov. Vera is a 90-year-old Nazi death camp survivor. She has a very powerful message about how this global planned, artificially inflated catastrophe is an echo of what she underwent as a little girl in the Third Reich, except that it's worse because of its widespread nature and because of the the intensity of the propaganda in its behalf. So uh, five and a half hours into that summit, when we were doing a live stream with the great Christian family doctor, Dr. Scott Jensen, who, who will be the the first governor, the next governor of Minnesota, he was cut off mid-sentence. Boom. The whole event was pulled off the internet. No prior warning, no explanation from Kartra. That's K-A-R-T-R-A, if you're planning on launching a summit. No tech support. No answer that really, really made a lot of sense. So we had 45,000 people from all over the world leaning in, suddenly kicked off. Um, I can go on, but that was, uh, obviously designed to, to make our life hell and to con- inconvenience us to the maximum degree. They could have called, they could have emailed, but they let it get off the ground. And, uh, so we created a fix. We're having the same event on Friday, May 7th, 8th and 9th. So one week ahead, yeah, this event is going to go on at the same time with the exact same time slots, all the speakers by God's grace said yes to doing it they're all lockstep behind me and so by god's providence all this whack-a-mole right you have a truth teller voice and he gets whacked and then another truth telling voice and, and then that person gets whacked it's like the you remember the the looney tunes cartoon where the sheepdog at the beginning of the day has his time clock and and he's kind of the 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 yeah. enemy of wily e. coyote and they both <laughs> their job, Wiley's job is to attack the sheep and the sheepdog's job is to protect the sheep. Right. I feel that this is how uh, uh, people who want to fight back against censorship and this tyranny, I feel like. Um, but we're not stopping. I believe in that uh, Chestertonian rhesus et bellum maxim, laughter and war. We were made for combat. This is the kind of thing that makes saints out of people who are willing to cooperate with God's grace. And because all this intense silencing and deplatforming and banning, that makes ordinary people who are, who are otherwise on the fence curious. Yeah, What's being sent? Why Why can't adults have a free exchange of information? Yeah. So we anticipate this one being much bigger than, than the previous one.
0: Yeah, why can't questions be asked? I just want to jump in real quick. Father, forgive me. I, I know you want to say something else, but I want to tell the audience right now, we're early on in the podcast. We know, you know people sometimes don't have time to watch the entire or listen to the entire podcast. You've got to help now, ladies and gentlemen. We need your help. This is a perfect example of what... Father Hallman and I have been talking about for over a year with the Grace Force podcast. Patrick Coffin, a good friend, has been doing the same thing from his area of the battlefield. You have got to help us with this. You've got to get this word out. This should be 90,000, 190,000. This has got to explode, go viral, whatever you want to call it. You've got to share this information, whether you share this podcast or you simply go out, write your own post up, go to restoretheculture.com, get the information off of there, but tell your friends, tell your family, send it out in emails, let people know they shut this down within five hours, no explanation, so-called violated the community standard guideline type of, you know, blah, blah, blah. And this is where we are. And this is only going to get worse. If you cannot ask questions or challenge so-called science then you don't go anywhere to find the truth within science. And this manipulation you know, is so apparent and so obvious. So you have a chance out there, those who, who just know that it's bad and wonder what can I do, what can I do? You can share this information. Patrick has done an amazing job at lining up these, these all stars to get out there and swing away and hit these hit these pitches over the fence. So I gotta say this early on, share this, get it out we've got just a little bit of window here by the time this podcast is released on wednesday this is starting in 2 days from the day this is released you've got to get busy and make this go viral
2: yeah it's well timed the the restore the culture which is the exact same url uh, that the doors to that registration are wednesday for the event on on okay, friday uh, in the meantime i was giving updates elsewhere but that's that's the main that's the main wheelhouse to start yeah, and we'll, it's free. It's free. You can watch everything the first time through. If you okay. want access to the speakers, if you want to uh, have at it with tough questions, and uh, be able to download everything and, and consume it for a year, then get a premium pass. Uh, that way, we can. You're supporting what I'm doing, and we can uh, invest it in the next one, maybe even awesome. bigger. Yeah, Doug need, and I, good.
1: Yeah, Doug and I signed up for it, but we knew we were going to be at this conference in St. Louis, so we were going to be looking forward to seeing the uh, the tape. I just want to say, Patrick, this is amazing. I mean, you—you have. Yeah. I think a lot of people are, are watching right now, going, "Thank you," because we're sitting here going, "Why isn't anybody saying anything, mm-hmm. or at least what they're saying seems trivial?" You know, and and it seems like y- you've lined up like all of the generals that you could possibly uh, come up with to to stick to stand up. You know, truth over fear to stand up against this uh, this lie that's going on right now. It's unbelievable. I mean, they—they're just lying. Every, I, I you know, I actually go on to, um, uh, you know, the uh, mass media news shows just to test myself to see how long I can go. I think my mm-hmm. record's a minute and a half, yeah. because everything out of their mouth is a lie. It's just everything, and and we're being propagated. And I'm watching friends and family members who are getting totally indoctrinated into all this, and 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 again, everybody's sitting there going. Why isn't anybody saying anything? Well, this cold conference is about saying something, isn't it, Patrick? Yeah. It is about saying something. And what
2: it's saying is not the message that vaccines are bad, vaccines are wrong. Let's be anti-vax uh, activists. I'm not anti-vaccine. Okay. Most of the doctors that are presenting have patients to whom they have administered vaccines. They have treated covid with a little thing called uh, ivermectin, or should I say, can I say shmeivermectin to be code code language? Here? I don't want to drag. <laughs> that I don't was wanna one drag of my new...
1: Facebook jails, by the way.
2: Ivermectin. Okay, well, <laughs> okay, uh, ivermectin. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, there, these are these are doctors who have patients with COVID that, I, that they have treated successfully. Sure. Unlike Dr. Fauci, who has treated a grand total of zero COVID patients, right. he's the one running this. He's not a doctor, doctor with bedside manner and actual human beings that right. that have this condition. What we want to do is not oppose vaccines. We want to give people informed consent so they understand both sides of the question. That's the hallmark. I'm a practicing Catholic, and I believe in Catholic education. Catholic education stands on the the premise that you have to understand both sides of the argument. So read Thomas Aquinas and Bonaventure and Scotus and Aristotle, all the great Catholic thinkers, and read Jean-Jacques Rousseau and Freud and Richard Dawkins. So you know both sides of the equation. We're not getting that from Anderson Cooper. We're not getting that from our own weaponized, uh, scientific quasi-politician, quasi-doctors. This is something uh, we've never faced before, doctors acting like politicians and and making decisions of public policy. It's just crazy. Here's one more providential note of the timing of this. We are now the official counter summit of the Vatican scandal fest
0: right. <laughs> known as
2: you just see, see the post you should put the poster up Doug. it's Adam and Eve from from the um Michelangelo Sistine Chapel yep, yep. Of, of creation and they're both wearing like glove condoms like yeah. God and man have to be protected from each other yeah, yeah the famous it's crazy scene of the
0: creation yeah it's
2: yeah. yeah very weird and and the CEOs of Moderna and Pfizer and Chelsea Clinton and Deepak Chopra and Tony Fauci himself and uh, and Joe Perry of Aerosmith <laughs> this is—is is this a parody? No, it's not. But now you have a choice. You know, you which which Vigano do you want? Do you want the Papal Nuncio uh Archbishop Carlo Maria Vigano, or do you want the disgraced, fired Monsignor Dario Vigano? No relation. Remember him? He was the guy who was, caught red-handed. Yeah. was re- caught red-handed. Uh, he was caught red-handed photoshopping the letters. The, right, the doing the doing uh, Viganos. Yeah. So so it's like okay. As for me and my house, we will choose the Lord.
0: And it's, you have you know, to choose. And you know, Patrick, it's hard because you, know, you run down that list of the people who are going to be at the Vatican conference. And you, you, have, to, you have to laugh or you, or you, you pull your hair out, <clears throat> you know, because uh,
2: – we Definitely see what you did there.
0: Yeah, I've been frustrated <laughs> lately. No, but you have to laugh at this because it is so incredibly twisted. Yeah. But if we sit down and really consciously think of it – um, you start to think, wow, you know, like what you mentioned, uh, Vera talking about the death camps when she was a child. And mm-hmm. I remember you mentioned this in the last show we had you on a couple of weeks back that I think she had said something to the effect of, yes, it's more widespread, the propaganda is so great, but she was also concerned because the lack of resistance against this. Mm-hmm. I mean, can you speak to that a little bit about the fact that this is part of the frustration, part of the difficulty is, is that we don't have an organized way to to try to stand up to this even our scientists our doctors as you've, you've assembled them they've all been censored shut down in one way shape or form i know scott dr scott jensen in a video he put out last fourth of july where he was sounding very nervous saying that the the health department in minnesota was threatening to take away his his license to practice simply mm-hmm. because he challenged the cdc on this side of the other thing and a few other points and he said look this is a bad time So bad that if they can do this to me, they can do this to anybody because he's been a doctor for 35 years or so years, I think. Yeah. Speak a little bit about what Vera meant when she talked about the fact that the the lack of organized resistance to what's happening here.
2: That is the troubling aspect of this, Doug. When you're at a stoplight here in, I mean, I live under the boot of Governor Gavin Newsom, where the propaganda has been so successful. It's just, you know, in, in the bosom of Hollywood you look to your right or to your left and there's a grown man in his car with the windows up and he's wearing a mask or maybe two masks that is called successful propaganda okay this is these are these are grown grown uh, ostensibly mature adults frightened into impeding their respiratory system no one ever challenges like how is it that i can walk into a restaurant and the uh, the hostess will say oh we got to put a mask on sir really well how come well, because you're not seated. So come with me and two feet away, you can sit down and take your mask off. <laughs> does, yeah. does the, does the, does the coronavirus is it that smart? It knows where you are. Yeah. Uh, why are we, why, why take every pew and block it in churches? Does it only get spread this way and not this way? So none of it makes sense. So the question becomes, can you gather enough of a, a, um, a critical mass of a minority because the majority are not going to fight this. That's absolutely true. Right. Um, the majority of of the American colonists didn't join with the Patriots to fight them, the biggest military on earth. But if we have that remnant army, that's how the Lord works. He worked it in the time of David. There's never a time in the history of salvation where the stronger guy wins. It never happens uh, right from the, from the choosing of Simon Peter, the least likely guy to be called by Jesus Christ, the rock was chosen as the rock. Um, one of the things that Vera emphasizes is that no one believed there was a problem in 1936. What's that? Uh, Hitler's he's kind of a kooky guy, but, you know, we're coming back from the Weimar Republic, and Germany was pretty humiliated at the, the Treaty of Versailles after World War I. No one believed what was about to happen. No one thought that uh, Cardinal uh, von Gallen, the brave bishop, I believe he was from uh, Münster, uh, no one believed Dietrich bon, uh, Bonhoeffer or Franz Jagerstatter. All the all the Christians who saw what was happening with the Third Reich tried to warn people. Mm. Nothing nothing happened until it was too late. So one of the presenters, who happens to be a, a Hasidic uh, Jew, Dr. Zev Zelenko, Dr. Zev is really the guy who put hydroxychloroquine and, and other um, modalities on the map because he wrote an open letter to President Trump back in March. He says uh, Noah was the first conspiracy theorist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the suns, the rain started falling when the sun was bright.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: yeah, yep, yeah.
0: Noah was a was a prepper too, by the way. Just
2: Noah was a prepper. Very good.
0: Yeah, <laughs> you, you can't build an ark unless you've been preparing to build. Anyway, Father, you, yeah. you were going to say
1: something. I think. Well, I just wanted to say that uh, w- we got to get our weapons up against yeah. this uh, force of evil. That's infiltrating our country, our church, and um, the, a, a huge weapon is the truth, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know that that's how we—that's how God knows that we are His children because we adhere to that truth. Um, I want to—I want to interject one other way that we're uh, facing this uh, evil cabal, this force of evil in our culture right now, and that's with the supernatural power of God. And we've discerned that, and everybody watched the shows, heard me talk about uh, December 21st, which happened to be the the 400th anniversary of the uh, Pilgrims setting foot on our soil, uh, mm-hmm. which is interesting. But it also was the uh, winter solstice, the darkest day of the year, that we were treated with what people nicknamed a Christmas star, and we found out that 800 years prior, close to 800 years, in 1226, the last time it appeared, was the first time that Uh, Eucharistic Adoration moved out of the monasteries and and into the parishes. So it went viral for the first time. That was our first clue that God was asking us to do something. And basically what it is, we're throwing ourselves at the feet of our Lord, you know, and we're, we're, we're saying my Lord and my God. And so I'm trying my best to get a movement of Eucharistic Adoration going. What we're doing here real quick is we're going to start on May 13th and we're going to do a Holy Hour of Adoration uh, in my parish. Uh, and we actually, I just, just today got a, a, an amazing, um, group of singers that are going to be with us every Thursday night, uh, doing these beautiful motets and everything. But also, um, it, what we're planning on doing is at the time we do benediction, we're ask, we're actually going to ask everybody to stream outside the front of the church. And we're going to do benediction right there so that they receive the benediction, but so does Madison so does Wisconsin, so does the United States, so does the world. We're actually going to ask the Lord to bless our, our land. And and what the scripture passage we're leaning on is uh, 2 Corinthians 7, 14, which ends with uh, heal our land. But it, in there, it says, if you seek my face, right, if you seek my face, repent and call on me, I will answer you and I will heal, heal your land. We're begging God. And what we're asking for is a fresh and new and Huge outpouring of the Holy Spirit, a Holy Spirit revival in our land. So we got to, we've, we've got to deprogram people with the truth because we're being indoctrinated. I think more than 1930 Germany, because of the of of mass media that we have right now. It's it's just right at your fingertips. And er, uh, like I said, my my family, my friends, uh, they're just totally bought into this. You know, the guy driving down the street with two masks on. I mean. We're all being indoctrinated. We, so what you're doing, Patrick, is amazing. I just want to let people know in the week that follows on May 13th, we're going to do this 18 Thursdays in a row all the way up until October 7th, which is this year is the 450th anniversary of the Battle of Lepanto. And you just mm-hmm. mentioned it early. What was that? The gathering of the remnant armies. We need to gather the remnant armies together, and we need to stand against, that was the Turks that said, we're going to deal the last blow because you're so weak. You're so divided. We're coming in. We're taking over. Well, that's yeah, what's yeah. happening right now in our culture, in our church. You know, it we're is. so weak and divided. We got to get together. We got to get in the truth and we got to get supernaturally strong. Patrick,
2: right? I'm glad you mentioned Lepanto. That's the that's the context of the what's now called the Feast of Our Lady of the Rosary, formerly right. called Our Lady of Victory. Right. Well, you can't have a victory unless you have a vanquished enemy. Exactly. And I, I always want to people remind people of the, 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 martial or the militia-based background to that incredible feast, because there are a lot of parallels uh, between the size of the forces and the supernatural help that those fighters needed. Right. I'm not saying stop fighting. I'm a Catholic. I believe in human effort and God's grace. Right. But when, when you're talking about the Great Reset, which is already underway, they're not hiding it. Um, this is only going to come through a supernatural liberation by, yes. by almighty God himself and, and our willingness to become intentional on purpose every day, yes. starting with prayer in, in our friendship with our Lord Jesus Christ. You can't just have a box ticking. Oh, I went to mass, wrote the check for father. Those days are long gone.
1: Exactly. And,
2: and we have to stop looking over our shoulder. Who's following? You know, who's, who's also in this fight. Stop caring about who's going to join you. God is going to send you partners and allies, this yeah. is how it works and when you open yourselves up to the truth you realize the truth is simple it you don't have to memorize it you can just just tell it it has its own evidentiary power because it accords with the way things are wherever yeah. truth is then that is an expression of jesus christ i was going to say you don't have to memorize it you can just let your hair down but i didn't want to hurt doug's feelings and i no, just want yeah. to make i let want me, to keep the show going real,
1: well just, let me interject <laughs> real quick here because i want to sort of build on that why you why eucharistic adoration you know all these wars yeah. that are going on, oh Nova Tree T L M, and all this division that's, that's causing. Um, but everybody's on board with adoration, right? And yeah. and in adoration, I, I tell people that eighty percent of all the conversion <laughs> stories I've ever heard were people who stumbled across adoration, and it was all over after that. Well, what happens is that they enter into a whole different. Uh, and you were you were articulated very well there, Patrick. But it's not about punching a clock anymore. It's about just like you say, throw yourself at the feet of Jesus. I'm all in, you know. Speak, Lord, your servant is listening, you know. Uh, but that's what happens, and that's called fear of the Lord. That's the first gift of the Holy Spirit, where you we we're God fearing We got to be God fearing Catholic Christians. We meaning you're so awesome, Abba Daddy, that I just want you to be proud of me, and I'm afraid of offending you. That's the place that we need to be. Once we get to that place. Then we we can't follow the designs of or the agenda of the far left or what you know whatever is being th- uh, thrust upon us in this time. So we got to get strong, but we need to get supernaturally strong. And that's why I think Christmas star and whatever whatever else. I just think we're being told just just come just come to me, get in my presence, throw yourself at my feet, and let's do this thing.
2: That is great. That got that reminded me of something that that uh, fits. Exactly with the name of this show. I remember when I was at Franciscan University of Steubenville, which is a small Catholic institution in southeastern Ohio. uh, One of the spiritual directors there was uh, from New York. He wasn't uh, a Franciscan. And it was at his parish where Scott Hahn did his first conversion talk, babe, way back in the 80s, as in his father Dave Testa. He's gone to be with the Lord now. And Father Testa would talk about this power, this conversion power that Christ exercises through the simple, silent presence of himself in that monstrance. It can't be, it can't put into words what happens when you're in the presence of the King of the Universe in his Eucharistic glory. So humble, so beautiful. Again, like the truth itself, so simple. And he says to people who, you know, they go to Eucharistic Adoration and they don't feel anything. Well, Father Testa would gently make fun of this, saying, if there was a bit of uranium at the top of that, on, on the, the roof, the, the, the lid of the monstrance, you'd be getting radiated. You wouldn't feel it, but it would be happening to you. So with Eucharistic Adoration, even though you might not have an emotional impact at all times, you're being graciated.
1: Yes. Hmm. And I love that. Yep. Patrick- I love graciated because my dog Gracie. <laughs> <laughs> love it.
0: Patrick, what do you say yep. to people... Uh, curious, your response. Who will tell you, or they bring up this idea that the charitable thing to do, the loving thing to do, is to wear a mask or or have someone inject an experimental gene therapy into your arm, you know, which could alter your immune system permanently and allow you to be susceptible to any and all other viruses out there, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you say to that? I was walking out of a church in another state. I had to visit. And as I'm coming out of the church they, where the holy water fonts were, and this was just within the last two months and where the holy water fonts were, they had two bottles on each side of sanitizer. And then they put a scripture verse on each one. What you do to least of my brothers, you do unto me was one of them. And I forget what the other passage was, but this is a, a constant, sh- kind of a guilting or shaming thing that if you don't do these things, you're not charitable. You don't care about others. It's, it's in, in one way, I find it worse than someone in the grocery store was saying to me, and these types of statements have been thrown at me, you know, for not wearing a mask in public somewhere, um, what do you want grandma to die? You know, that old statement that was floating around there and still is. But this is where we've got church leaders, some of them saying, it's the charitable thing to do. It's for the good of society. And you're not charitable or loving if you don't. Yeah. What's your response when it comes to the religious angle that they take on this propaganda drip of fear?
2: This is an important point, Doug. There's a lot of, I don't know if blasphemous is too strong a word, but a gross misuse of scripture and misapplying the word of God to guilt people into following along with the very tsunami of lies that we're trying to counter. I like to live life like a juror. I like evidence. I like data. And if someone says, well, it's an act of charity, I'd say, why is that? If you're wearing a mask and you believe your mask is uh, is efficacious to stop the viral transmission, and I'm six feet from you, then why am I mask-free a threat to you? You got a mask on. Same argument for the for the jab. If it works, I'm no threat to you because you're you're good to go. You've got the superpower of artificially induced uh, immunity. So to to use the phrase of you know love your neighbor and that is supposed to persuade you to impede your own respiratory system it doesn't work that way that's not enough of an argument and if someone's going to use that argument doug they're kind of lost you mm. can't it's brain lock mm. and so why argue with such a, a logician but i yeah. i think you're right i think the the using scripture as your mascot to sell this is a real problem and yeah. i someone's someone's got to wake up and and just say no i i'm I, that's that's the the answer dave dave ramsey the the financial guru always says in terms of, you know, saying no to a purchase, uh, that when you say the word no, it's like you're pursing your lips for a kiss.
1: No. So just say no. I'm I'm not participating.
2: (laughs) Yeah,
1: go ahead. I was going to say, I I just really appreciate your wisdom and the way you articulate things. Could you help by articulating what is the uh, political gain that, uh, that is that is received by one side uh, of the aisle by uh, making like I'm watching videos where people are in fights in grocery stores where we're, we're we have a license to just attack each other we're we're divided and we're angry and and uh, you know and also the whole indoctrination thing to, you know to, to to easily comply with the government what's going on there can you help uh, our our viewers understand. What is their game? What are, what are they doing there?
2: We are being systematically invited, encouraged and incited to fight amongst ourselves on every possible front, whether it's black against white and vice versa. Now they've got this new thing, fight, you know, uh, reject anti-Asian hate. It's like almost a computer generated series of conflicts that never really existed before you've got trads against liberals. You've got the people who want went, uh, holy, uh, all the arguments, I call it germ warfare, G-I-R-M, right? Uh, dividing right. us on, on racial skin color, uh, political persuasion. That, may, that means that we're distracted. Our eyes are now off the ball. If we're fighting each other on these lower level mm. uh, conflicts. Then we don't have to pay attention to the big tectonic shifts that are coming, like vaccine passports. Mm-hmm. Another example of, of someone who's not a political conservative would be Naomi Wolf. who has, she's a, She was a, an advisor to the Clinton administration. She's convinced this, this passport has nothing to do with COVID and everything to do with getting your data mm-hmm. to track your location, to find out whether or not you're really uh, immune artificially through this product that's, that doesn't satisfy the legal definition of vaccine.
1: So they so they want us to live in fear, you know, that, that we don't dare say anything, we don't step out of line, we don't have truth over fear conferences. <laughs> you know, they want us yes, to live in, that,
2: in utter fear, right? Yes, they do. The more frightened the populace is, the more, more they're easy to manage. Right. A frightened people are, are blown this way and that. They just we're you know, Jesus calls us sheep. Have you seen that meme of of a of a, a guy pulling a sheep out of a, a crevice? It's hilarious. I, I I wish I had it. It's he's pulling the sheep and the sheep's fighting and fighting and fighting. Finally grabs the sheep by the by his leg and pops it out of this this crevice in, yeah. in, in, the, in the middle of nowhere. And the sheep happily bounces around and jumps
1: back into, back
2: into it. Right. <laughs> so, why does Jesus call a sheep? Well, you know, don't don't be that guy. Be that. We are that. we are naturally cowed by public opinion. We want to go with what everyone else wants. Good example from recent history is that ridiculous ice bucket challenge. Remember, remember that? From, oh, yeah. Yeah. People yeah. like ice bucket, stupidest thing i ever heard in, yeah. it, ever. It, it didn't really move the needle for ALS research, but everyone wanted to get out that ice bucket thing, man. Yeah. Put themselves under the uncomfortable experience of being doused by ice water.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay.
2: Yeah. Or, we or- want fads, we want trends, we want to be part of the cool clique. And Hyper- this, this means yeah. that we have to fight back. It just means having a little bit of holy boldness you have to kind of gird up your loins when you go out. Uh, I quit, I killed, we killed our TV 11 years ago. Best decision I ever made. Um, so when you, when you say, when you click on that television, you are being instantly and in an unremitting way bombarded with lies. They don't even try to make it subtle now. I mean, no, they don't. canceling it's- a summit five hours in? Really? Yeah. In front of the whole crowd tr- who are now frustrated and angry at you for doing so?
0: Yeah, well, in, in the constant... Facebook jailing of people, the constant shutting down of Twitter accounts, YouTube channels like yours was completely destroyed, exploded, decimated. Uh, When you launched this, I know a couple weeks ago you made mention of that. And in the whole vaccination passport thing, in fact, I just saw a news clip today. I like to periodically watch the news clips from the uh, cabal left over here. And just reading the titles of them alone, you know, surge rising in cases and death toll and all this, they make it sound like everything is completely falling apart no matter where they go. And I forget who they were interviewing, someone from the health department in Michigan, I believe, who was saying that that we need to make sure that we are kind of leading with a carrot regarding vaccination and tying it to people's liberties. If you want to have more freedom to go places and do things, we're going to have to see more people vaccinated. That's just the way it's going to have to be. Said it somewhat with a smile, not those exact words, but the message was very clear. And that's been spoken from many, and I know you've probably seen this too, Patrick, that many are talking about, well, if if we're going to get these, these naysayers who don't feel good about this, who are doubting it or they're very uneasy about it. Uh, we've got to move them along by simply tying their liberties to getting this, this injection. And again, mm-hmm. it's just this constant propaganda drip of fear, fear that you're going to lose your liberties. You're not going to go to the grocery store. You're not going to, someone was telling me that the states are talking about this. I haven't heard this verified, but have you heard anything about actual statewide, you won't be able to come into our state unless you were vaccinated.
2: Canada. Yeah. It's already happened in Canada. Yeah. Um, my wife and I became U.S. citizens three weeks ago, and we hit the ground fighting. Mm. Uh, I got this new saying now, it's not a freedom, you're not freedom clickers, you're a freedom fighter. You have to fight for it. Right. This is the greatest hoax in the history of mankind. That's the title of Dr. Roger Hodkinson's talk at our summit. It's, it's massive deception. It's so huge that people are literally, they're more afraid of dying of COVID-19 than they are of admitting the level of deception. Hmm. It's a very strange, it's like massive scale Stockholm syndrome where you begin to actually sympathize with the, the goals of your oppressors that are gonna make your life more and more miserable. Yeah, and you're know right, funny. like, yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm sorry to inter- interrupt you. On that point, Is I, I was at the St. Louis Marian Conference, you know, Father and I were both there last, week, last weekend. And Father, I know you had to leave before my first talk, but. Um, I spoke a little bit about this uh, because I was bringing up what you were going through. And I, and I addressed some of this. And when I I started telling people the similar, you know, you've got to stand up, you've got to start putting your foot down. You've got to draw that line, make that decision. And not be afraid of the fallout that comes with it. And I had almost, I mean, just rousing applause on, on a couple of key points specifically about this subject. Well, Mm -hmm. afterwards two different people approached me. One was uh, a gentleman, I'm guessing maybe early sixties or so. And he came up to me and he said, since he got, his his injection he now has what appears to be permanent eye problems optic nerve issues mm-hmm. um and he said well I, I i prayed about it i trusted what they told me and i just i laid it in the hands of god i went through it, and he says and now my eyes look like they're permanently ruined wow. and then another lady came over she god, did the same thing she followed a good catholic doctor who advised her on it she got the first injection and for the last two or three weeks i think it's been she has had massive health problems, been to the ER two or three times, been to the doctor another two or three times, is not going to get the second injection. But these cases, they're everywhere out there. Um, but again, there's this, uh, you know, this this massive fear tactic or massive, Can we use that massive fear tactic? Is that, is that too not punny? Okay. Anyway, we're,
2: we're just going to maintain a noble charitable silence, Doug. Continue.
0: Okay. <laughs> it didn't come out. Hey,
1: Dominic, can you deliver it as
0: well as I hope it would? but this is these stories, you know, and I know anybody watching this podcast or listening right now, probably knows somebody somewhere who's had some sort of complication or issue behind this, but yet Patrick, they seem, many people seem to continue to go forward with it. Even though you tell me what your thoughts are on this, Patrick, the one number that I've hardly ever heard anybody debate or argue is that the survivability rate is 99.9 something for pretty much everybody. All right, and I don't know. Are you hearing? Does does the does the the pro COVID side do they say that that survivability rate isn't that high that number, or is it just pretty much established that yeah, overwhelming majority are not going to have serious problems with this, not not even carry any outward symptoms of this? Mm-hmm. But is, is this is this something you're hearing as well? Does anybody argue that number?
2: Uh, some do, but it's hard to when the CDC keeps moving their own goalposts and adjusting the number of people who quote die from COVID if they want to be consistent and say that if you had a positive diagnosis for COVID-19 at the time of your death and you have to be considered a COVID-19 death then George Floyd should be a COVID-19 death because he had tested positive in the Mm -hmm. province of Ontario okay if you kill yourself during the lockdown you're a COVID death in my home province where I was born and raised I'm not making this up The population of Nova Scotia, so people in Nova Scotia listening to me right now, pay attention, because this is from their own website. The population of my home province is 972,000. The total number of COVID deaths, now casting aside for a moment the fact that that's probably an inflated number, it's 67. Let's go with 67. That is a tiny sliver of 1% of almost a million people you have a greater chance or comparable chance of being attacked by a lobster on the sidewalk of Halifax than you do of dying of Mm COVID-19. The people who die of COVID-19 are in the same demographic, how can you put it, I was gonna say low-hanging fruit, but I, I know every every death is tragic and filled with sorrow. And if anyone was listening now who's lost someone through COVID-19, I'm very, very sorry for your loss. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we forget the human side of this. And I, yeah. I don't want to go stats only because we're we're talking about loved ones and friends here.
1: Right.
2: But it's the same demo, it's the same over 75 and 80 that either have obesity or diabetes or other underlying comorbidities. Those are the ones that first go. And statistically, they're in that zone of life where it's, it's time for them to go to go to, uh, to eternity. Um, children don't die of COVID. So why are we injecting infants? Why are babies part of clinical trials? Again, explain this to me. Yeah. This is diabolical. They are lying about the numbers. And one of the things they're lying about as well is the cause and effect between people who have, it's usually the second jab I've noticed. Look at the high profile people. I'll I'll give you a small sample. Mm -hmm. Larry King had, I believe, his second jab. He was dead within days. Marvin Hagler, 66 years old, the the boxing legend, got his second jab. He passed away. Hank Aaron, who bested uh, Babe Ruth's record, second jab. He was gone. My friend and mentor, Judith Riesman, who exposed the sex crimes of Alfred Kinsey, 84, 85, in good health, working very hard, very sharp. She had her second jab and died 12 days later. And when you bring this up, all the fact checkers, the fact fact checkers roll in with, oh, you can't prove that, they blah, blah, blah. So they they wanna disconnect the cause effect there. And they wanna put it where it doesn't belong, namely as COVID deaths. It's almost true now that everybody's gonna die of COVID and nobody's gonna die of the vaccine. It is a lie. And if you're injured like that poor man whose sight is permanently damaged, Doug, you are on your own. All you can do is put it into the VAERS system, the Vaccine Adverse Event uh, Reporting System. Because after 1986 with the Child Injury, Child Injury Protection Act, the makers of these products are indemnified. You can't sue them. And so if you wanna take this, this, uh, this jab, this product, this experimental gene therapy, go ahead. As long as you realize you are enrolled in a medical trial that is not concluded, mm. and there's no recourse for you, you are literally on your own.
1: You know. From so, the start, yeah. <clears throat> well, I was just, just was to it. say from the start, I I felt it was at least intriguing that this pagan idol uh, was uh, paraded in the center of our church, mm-hmm. um, and if you look at salvation history, uh, idolatry is followed by a plague, and it's it. it so it's at least intriguing uh, that that happened but a lot of people have pointed beyond just this you know pachamama to the idolatry that all of us i think are play in our lives and that's putting er- everything or everybody ahead of god and as you uh, remarked earlier kind of doing that punch the clock uh you know catholicism at best uh and and again i think that uh all these things you know the, the lies uh, and uh, the, the, the way in which the cabal is trying to take control and, and, uh, and so many people are being swept up by all of this. To me, that's a sign of disconnection. You know, we want to have that divine connection. And uh, Patrick, I just want to point out that I know that you're a very devout uh, Catholic man and you really work hard at your prayer life. And the fruit of that, I think, is your uh, intensity in wanting to bring this truth over fear right now and wanting to do the best that we can to stand up against, to stand our ground, as it says. You know, the, the, the one of my favorite scripture passages, I always say I want it on my um, on my funeral card, but it's, uh, uh, be strong in the Lord and his mighty power, put on the full armor of God so that you can stand against the devil for we're not fighting flesh and blood, we're fighting dark forces in the supernatural realm. And then it goes on the part I don't have memorized, but it ends with stand your ground, stand your ground. And we've heard of that awesome. a lot from a lot of people. And, and that's what we need to do. We need to stand our ground. But see, my point in all this too is, and again, you're an incredible example of this, is what, look what happens when you get connected, when you're well connected to God. Uh, God sends you on missions. He gives you a heart on fire for those missions. And, and, and this is the way that we are going to take back our country, our church, and, and be one nation under a God again is when we get well connected once again to God, we put our idols aside. In other words, everything that takes priority over God, we put God first in our life. That's why I keep saying that, fear the Lord. You mean everything to me. So I can't even imagine disappointing you, Daddy. You know, uh, I'm afraid of disappointing you. You That's when he's finally first. And Pope Gregory the Great said that's why it's the first of all the gifts of the Holy Spirit, because once you get there, boom, you're open. Now you can yeah. receive the other six gifts of the Holy Spirit. So so it's, it's what you're doing, Patrick. But I think what you're doing is evidence of the deeper truth, and that is the connection with God.
0: I, yeah, yeah, and I would say it's also partly because, Patrick, you've obviously been watching the U.S. Greatest Force podcast a lot. I think that's just probably maybe... <laughs> part of it as well
1: sorry
2: father are you still there i think i'm losing doug Doug, Doug, hey dominic can you edit that out (laughs) (laughs) this is going to make such a great blooper reel for sale
0: (laughs) you really want to edit that out father no no i'm just kidding Yeah, just so the audience knows, we have a producer, one of my sons, over here, sitting right here. He's <laughs> monitoring all of this right now. Uh, Every time you Patrick, say
1: something like that, I will say, Dominic, can you please edit that out? <laughs> By the way, that's that's your next next
2: merch idea. Yeah, it's there you fun. go. It's a quote from I Father Richard. <laughs> Dominic, can Dominic you edit that out, please. Out, please.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Dominic, Patrick, I I know yeah. you're not a, a prophet. Uh, and I'm not trying to put you on the spot here, but this is a serious question. Where do you see this going with all the research you've done and all the people you've talked to? I mean, you, you've talked to these, these experts, these individuals you're going to have on the the summit coming up this weekend. Where do you see this going? If we don't really put the brakes on what's happening here. Mm
2: -hmm. This is a very important question. My spiritual father, whose books brought me back to the Catholic church, Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen Mm. of happy memory wrote Mm. in several places. And and it's the content of some of his talks that in the future, he's writing this in the sixties and early seventies, there will arise an anti-church that will be erected to ape the real church as the devil is the ape of God. I believe that we are entering into those times that Bishop Sheen mentioned i think he's being every day vindicated as a prophet Mm -hmm. now i'm going to make some catholics uncomfortable now and i it's i've had my own journey of wincing my way to this insight or to this truth and that is the the current papacy lines up almost in diametric opposition to what every previous pontiff would have expected to back with this summit this vatican summit on uh, selling all of the cabals wares all their pomps all their works all of their unauthorized uh, mRNA technology, uh, the the sycophantic ploy for celebrity attention, and so on. It's very confusing when the Vicar of Christ asks not to be called the Vicar of Christ. I'm not saying he's the Antichrist. I'm not saying that. So don't say, oh, Patrick said, Francis is the Antichrist. Right. But I believe, as I discussed with Dr. Ralph Martin on uh, my own podcast, The Patrick Coffin Show, I think we're now in a remote dress rehearsal For the man of perdition, the man of sin, the Antichrist. Mm. One of the things that will accompany the second coming of our Lord and Savior at at the end of the conclusion of human uh, history is the great apostasy, the massive falling away from faith all over the world. We are in that already. That's already underway. When in the United States alone, for every adult convert who comes into the church through RCIA, you have six in the exit lane out of holy mother church.
1: Right.
2: And we've talked about this before. If, if the church was Exxon or mobile gas or what have you, and that kind of bleed of employees was happening, the CEO would have all the regional managers on deck saying, what is going on here? We have to shore up this loss. Yeah. Yeah. So we can't, we got to stop saying, Oh, things are wonderful. They're not there. This is a terrible, terrible crisis. Right. And we don't have the clarity and the, the clarion call to holiness and the standard of the gospel right. from Rome as we've all grown up having it. Yep. So I think this this ape church has already begun to be erected. And this is an invitation to cling ever closer to our Lord, who is definitely having a power nap in the mm. front of the boat. Mm. <laughs> but yes. That's okay, because it's Christ with us. Yep. He happens to be asleep, but... Let God sleep. I don't want to be one of the disciples that he rebukes when he wakes up. I can tell you that.
1: The frustrating thing to watch is that this appeasement uh, to the, the, the culture, to the world to the, and the prince of the world. Mm-hmm. And, and, and the, the calculation is, well, if we don't trigger snowflakes, if we don't get anybody upset uh, and we appease and we appear to be you know, not divisive in in our uh in our actually speaking up against these atrocities these betrayals of god that will attract more people to the church that way because it won't seem to be that scary church that <clears throat> you know appears to be extremist and fanatical and far right and all that stuff uh no we want to f- meet them in the middle you know we want to meet the- so maybe abortion at 6 months instead of birth might be or whatever you know uh mm-hmm. it, it's just this appeasement and uh, there's a phenomena going right on right now among our bishops where, you know, if if the if the secular progressives complain to the bishop, he wants to make sure that they're not upset uh, to the exclusion of the priest that they're complaining against. Mm-hmm. And you know, I, I said that out loud. I, I hope no secular progressives heard me because once they find this out, I mean. The destruction, the persecution of strong priests who are actually speaking the truth out loud, uh, is going to be even more of a thing than it is right now, and this is what's going on because we're appeasing the other side. And I think that was a great word that um, uh, Archbishop Fulton Sheen liked to use as well, mm-hmm. this appeasement. But uh, but it's it's uh, it's tough. We we need uh, bishops to. I always want to use the other expression, but I'll use this one to grow hairs on their chest. Okay, right. that you can think of the other expression I was going to use. But, um, but we 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 need people that are willing to do it. Like what you're doing, Patrick. You know, you're, you're 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 speaking the truth. You're getting canceled all over the place for doing it. But, but but you're speaking the truth, and that's what's so needed right now. And that's what's attractive. You know, I always talk about the first church that grew just phenomenally. Well, why they were watching Christians being eaten by lions? What what's up with it? The, they were courageous. They wouldn't back yeah. down. They they spoke yeah. clearly and honestly about the truth, and they're willing to die for it.
2: Father, I, Amen. Uh, I love us nodding my way through what you just said, and I want to. I know you have priests listening. Uh, I'm, I don't know how many other Catholics I'm speaking for, but I want to be at a parish where there are walkouts.
1: Exactly. I want to see parishioners
2: exactly. walking out. I call That's, them
1: showy exits right showy
2: exits right yeah the don't the homily yeah right hey don't don't suffer any gluteal damage as the door you know <laughs> <clears throat> hits you as you're leaving yeah we need priests gluteal who pain. are on fire for christ and it, one of the presenters at, at the truth of a fear summit is bishop athanasius schneider and and i, I remember asking him in the session that of course was banned uh what what is his word to priests who are kind of shy to speak out about things for fear of their bishop they don't want to you know, get called on the carpet in the chancery. And he he looked at me with that gentle grin of his, and he said, when that priest dies, he will not go before his bishop.
1: (laughs) I always said when there's a complaint letter, I said, you know, I hope you got a whole warehouse of those, uh, you know, stored Mm up, you know, because you're, you you know, you're, you're a threat to their agenda. Mm -hmm. And, and if you speak up and this is the thing, we're being conditioned to be afraid, and yeah, to not speak up. And we've got, uh, I, I, I want to say this. We've got some amazing bishops out there. And I think mine is one of them. But uh, um, but there's so there's far too many who want to make sure nobody's upset about anything. and And so you don't dare speak any hot button issue out there. And the church is just dying. It's just dying. Yeah.
2: You could do I, this. Would be a really great U.S. Grace for us or Patrick Coffin show topic: <laughs> How bishops are formed. Bishops are formed on a medieval a Romanita model of diplomacy, they, and they literally call it Baby Bishop School. Okay, yeah. like Fathers in Christ. Can you can you get a more infantilized way of putting your training? So the the smoothing over the the diplomatic touch, as opposed to gloves off fighting the culture of death in a way that John Paul II did, in a way that Pius XII did during, right. during World War II. And I think leadership comes with the foreknowledge that you're going to get some some pushback. Someone's not going to like it. They're going to write a nasty letter. They're going to call you a bad name. They're going to try to silence you. That's a sign of something going right. right. You want that reaction. Exactly. Now, I, I remember uh, I saw a really funny meme. It might have been from Andrew Torba, who started Gab. It's just a four-block uh cartoon and the top left block if you can see the four the top left and the bottom left are both caesar okay caesar's thundering at 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 the people on the right so in the top right block it's um uh the roman uh roman authorities and no excuse me so caesar is yelling at christians and he's saying uh deny christ or i will i will kill you and the christians are saying Um, we're, we're proud to die for the glory of Christ, bring it on. And in the bottom one, it's, it's a Roman emperor who looks like Gavin nuisance. And he's saying, I will shut your churches or you'll be fined $5,000. And the Christians in the bottom right are going, thank you for keeping us safe. (laughs) Like perfect contrast. Exactly.
0: Patrick, what, what do you, what advice would you give? Or let's put it this way. What would you like to say to the bishops? I mean, obviously with all due respect to them that they need to do now when we've got this kind of fear that we've been indoctrinated with this propaganda drip of fear that's just constantly fed to us like an IV masks in cars alone masks on someone walking down a sidewalk alone all of this stuff and more so what should the bishops be doing there have to be some of them who clearly recognize what is going on here so what should they do and why won't they do some of these things that they should do?
2: Excellent question. I would say start with Christus Dominus from gentle, loving pastoral Vatican II. It's the decree on bishops and their call, their state in life, state in life and their duties. Bishops are called to do something that is humanly impossible. It's like all of the burdens of the priesthood, but to the nth degree. It is a special life of leadership that involves suffering there's no way around it except that there is a way around it you can make compromises you can see your role as bishop as one of administrator as one who's sort of a a branch manager of a ceo in rome where it's go along to get along it's smooth out all conflicts peace at all costs that's why we're losing we're losing because we we've built up this old boys network called the usccb and it exists in every country it's only 60 years old the usccb should go away it should be dismantled bolt by bolt it doesn't have any doctrinal authority it can't produce documents that are binding on catholics richard john newhouse the late uh, convert priest said that the usccb has become the democratic party at prayer We've got to stop our dependence on the teat of the nanny state in the form of of Mm. government funding. It's killing us. It's adding to that fear. Oh, Caesar's going to take away my tax exempt status.
0: Right. Right.
2: Meanwhile, there's a flood of innocent babies being killed in abortion. Why can't you speak up? What, what are you afraid of? Right. You know, you're look at our Protestant brothers and sisters. Many of our presenters are Protestant lovers of Jesus Christ. And I say this with, with, great affection for them and respect for their stances protestants are doing more with their dime than we catholics are with our dollar we have pastors like pastor james coates with his attorney john carpe is one of the presenters this man father of two read the science prayed about it looked at both sides of the question and decided that for his church in Edmonton, Alberta, he was not going to require a mask. He was not going to go along with the provincial mandates that limited the number of Christians in his church. And for his trouble, he was warned, he was uh, uh, he was arrested, and he wouldn't sign the document that would have let him walk out the door that day, which was the condition to never do that again. Yeah. We're talking about living out the life of the Acts of the Apostles all over again, where the, where the disciples are, are jailed, and they're thrilled. They're not going to say, oh, we're not going to preach his name anymore. Of course not. We're going to count it as joy to be persecuted. Yeah, now, yeah. this man, Pastor James Coates, who I have unbelievable admiration and esteem for, he doesn't have sacraments to defend. And look at his courage.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: The Council of Trent defines that that sacraments are necessary for salvation.
0: See, the Catholics in this
2: country they're not going to they're not going to get that impression yeah, with the that's, comfortability that's, that's, with that's, the closing down of churches.
0: Yeah, that's the one thing that has really floored me more than anything else. Confessions have been limited or stopped uh, giving less rights to someone dying, (laughs) not, not a father Hammonds That's for sure. But in various places of the country, and they're still shut down in in many places. Um, the fact we, we, how many places we've been told you cannot receive communion on the tongue. Anybody comes up wants communion tongue, you're going to be told, if you don't wear a mask in church, you're going to be told to leave. Uh, the stories out there are so numerous. We don't even have to go through them all. Someone's heard it. They've been on video. People have talked about it in different shows, different Catholic podcasts and so forth out there. A pastor calling the police on a parishioner for not wearing a mask in the church during mass and so forth. These stories are out there. And that's the one thing you just mentioned that really triggers me is we're talking about the sacraments. We're talking about confession and Holy Eucharist, and we're being restricted. We're being told no on this, no on that. And yet the pastors who do speak out who do want to really stand their ground are harassed or they're they're, they're restricted they they're punished they're disciplined by their bishops in, in some respects um, why then are they not doing it you say obviously you know the funding the state help the they're, they're afraid of of um, of having their their nonprofit status being taken away. Could it be also, they just, they don't want lawsuits. Are they afraid of lawsuits? Are they afraid of just the backlash? Because I know Father Heilman and I, you've talked about this many times and had different guests on. Um, They're afraid of the backlash of emails and letters coming from the people. They just can't take the pressure of people not liking them or disagreeing with them. What do you think, Patrick?
2: I think it's worse than that, Doug. When you have bishops wearing the diaper face mask Virtue signaling that they're following God's word and they're they're loving their neighbors. When you have photo ops of bishops with their arms up, getting the jab, why are you doing this? Why are you pressuring your flock to enroll themselves in this medical experiment? It doesn't compute with me at all.
1: Right. right.
2: Um, Jesus emphasizes so often, be not afraid. Maybe because he knows we're prone to being afraid hmm. so often. So we, we we need that constant reminder. Um, I I I don't have a crystal ball. I don't know if if, if the situation is going to improve. Um, I like to start with the guy in the mirror in In terms of the things that I can control. I can't control what Father so-and-so or Bishop so-and-so does. Um, I do know that that if if your motive for becoming a Catholic or growing in holiness is the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops, then that's proof that the Holy Spirit can contradict human affairs. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the Lord is always on the air and, and people need motives to tune in.
1: They're, they're, they're the
2: best... Yeah. I was going to say the best argument for the Catholic faith is personal sanctity, and that's a choice. We've, heard a, we've heard a lot of arguments, but but yeah. sanctity is the, is the irrefutable one.
1: They're meeting in point. June to discern whether President Biden should receive Holy Communion. It's ridiculous. They oh don't have they don't have to, don't have to discern. blows my mind?
2: Yeah, why are they even calling this right. this guy a Catholic? I know. It's, it's I know. The, the fact and that they've accepted so many false premises yeah. is also mind-blowing.
1: Yeah, it's interesting yeah. too that it's months after the election too that they're even bringing this up. Uh, you know, but but you know to herald someone as a devout catholic as they did is yeah. just saying this is the example you should follow. You know, with saying without saying it, this is the example you should you should follow. You should yeah. be for all this whole agenda platform that is an absolute betrayal of God. And go up and receive communion and go ahead and call yourself a devout Catholic. Um, and they're waiting now until June. If they don't say this in June, oh boy,
2: (laughs) well, Father, I think you're you might be overestimating how much people care about bishops' conferences. They they burble, they sit, they have lunch, they have their glasses of water, and then nothing happens. I know, and they're into to to defend the bishops, they're in a tight spot because we get what's that? Don't forget the pamphlets we get. The the (laughs) pamphlets, yes, they're pamphlets, and yeah, Uh, you can download them. They're only 900 pages. They're quite (laughs) enlightening. They're in a bit of a bind because Pope Francis gives Joe Biden Holy Communion. Mm. So if you want to stand up and stand out as really the one U.S. bishop who tends to be the one guy, reminds me of Bishop Fabian Bruskowitz, and that's your current bishop, Doug. It's always Bishop Joseph Strickland. He seems oh, to be yeah. the Gary Cooper in the high noon of the Catholic church today. <laughs> Isn't he? Um, he doesn't care about the old boys network and it's a wonder to behold. Right. And I do hope that young, upcoming, newly consecrated bishops look to Bishop Strickland, whom I've, I have no dog in this race. I've never met him. We have no, hmm. no connection whatsoever, but I've, I've admired his spine from afar. And yeah. um, it's, that's the kind of thing that, that gets men on fire. Yeah. To imitate him.
1: Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Listen, uh, I'm looking at the clock. Our yeah. time is up. <clears throat> Let's uh, end with a prayer if we can. Ben. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 Father, I ask you to pour uh, a great amount of grace upon Patrick Coffin. We're so very grateful for all the ways that you have led him and you have uh, filled him with the Holy Spirit. Uh, we pray for him for all. Uh, those who are well connected we ask a special grace be given to those who are disconnected we know them they're our family they're our friends they're they're people who have been um you know indoctrinated and pulled out of the arms of our father in heaven um, we ask you <clears throat> loving father uh to f- help them find their way back home we pray for a, a fresh fresh new powerful outpouring of the holy spirit uh it just appears that the devil has taken control uh we know ultimately what happens but please lord can it be tomorrow (laughs) please lord can we have uh the this one nation under god once again come holy spirit fill the hearts of your faithful and enkindle in them the fire of your love may almighty god bless you the father the son and the holy spirit amen amen thanks patrick this was awesome yeah. Thank and you. I can't wait. I can't wait for next weekend. And we're going to put that up uh, f- for people to be able to easily click on and find their way to. You know, yeah. Find, you know, That's we'll
2: restoretheculture.com. If you pick up a premium pass, you can have at it with the speaker. If there's any skeptical question you have, if you have been asked the same question 10 times, you have an expert who on the fly can answer it. And nice. uh, I really appreciate the the second go around. It's always a, a pleasure. Thanks for your work. This and really pray awesome. pray for Ireland. i was just going to ask Doug to tip to tip his hat. Where it is illegal, it is a criminal act to get your sins yep. confessed in Ireland. Man. Astounding, impossible to imagine.
1: Incredible. O- only years ago. Yeah. Ireland. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, God Thanks, bless everyone. Patrick.
0: Yeah. Thanks for everything. And we'll get that information out. God bless Great. you.
2: Keep in good touch. You too. Thank you. Bye.